When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. Uh, Patriot Matt is on adventures, but will be returning soon. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. It's our listener mail segment. We try to do this every week, and we have... uh, We again have the uh, beautiful problem of having too much stuff to choose from, but keep it coming. This is what corporate America calls a great problem to have, and we can't wait to share some of these stories with you. Um, You know, Noel, what's amazing is every week we receive things that run the gamut of human experience. You know, people who are sharing wonderful milestones in uh, their personal lives, uh, people who are experiencing some of the most harrowing aspects of human existence, uh, people who have some pretty great jokes. Sure. 
and then people who have some very personal, uh, insightful stories. Because, you know, this this show is not about us, and it's not for us. It's for you, specifically you, if you're listening. And this listener mail segment is where we put our money where our mics are. There we go. We finally got a good turn of phrase for that. Is that it's, it's not quite as good as jostling the apostles, but it's it's getting there. We're working you, live. You, you, you need to you need to trademark a lot of these things, Ben. People are going to snatch them right out from under you um, on the internet because that's what people on the internet do. Well, just what do you so, say? We're in conversation. Yeah. Oh, oh, no question. Uh, well, that's okay. Though. That's just imitation being the sincerest form of flattery, right? No one's trying to actually get paid. But the internet, insidious, (laughs) insidious. Um, Ben, what do you say we go with yours first today, since it's a uh, response to a recent um, discussion we had on the show on another episode? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you, Noel. This... This is a one of the many responses we got to our earlier episode about supremacist groups infiltrating the U.S. military. Um, this is this is a bit of a longer email, and our uh, quote unquote caller, our author, wishes to remain anonymous. But I picked this one because it gives us an angle we hadn't heard. Uh, before. So here we go. And I'll just indicate when I'm paraphrasing or skipping something. Hello, I have been listening to the podcast for about eight months. And uh, just for the sake of having some term to use to refer to this person, let's call them the unknown soldier, if you're okay with that. Uh, Here we go. Hello, I have been listening to the podcast for about eight months, and I really enjoy it. I felt compelled to write in after your invitation for veterans to comment following the episode on white supremacists in the military. I would like to briefly tell my story as an example of what can happen when law enforcement actions targeting veterans become overzealous and demonize a veteran's knowledge, skills, and abilities rather than looking for legitimate signs of extremism or an intent to commit violence. Uh, And then uh, this unknown soldier gives us a bit of their background in the interest of anonymity. We won't go too far into it, uh, just to say that uh, this person always knew they wanted to join the armed forces. They joined the army at age 20, and they were discharged honorably in 1999. From there, they returned to Arizona, and we'll pick it up here. I worked as an apprentice building custom rifles while attending college. In 2005, I graduated with a degree in wildlife management and immediately returned to federal public service working with the Department of Interior. I had been working in the backcountry of a national park in Hawaii for several years before I volunteered to go to Park Service part-time cop school. I was working wildlife management, but there was a noticeable lack of law enforcement in the backcountry. I wanted to help protect the resources. I compiled a, quote, law enforcement appropriate resume listing all of my firearms and martial arts training and experience, believing my skills would be seen as something of value toward the goal of protecting natural resources. A short time later, I left Hawaii, returned to Arizona to work for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service on Mexican wolf recovery. So far, this is all innocuous stuff, and it seems like a pretty cool gig, right? Totally. So here's uh, here's a turn. National Park Service law enforcement, says the unknown soldier, is akin to a patrol officer who protects and serves the visitors and natural resources of a natural park. 
As I learned, Fish and Wildlife Service agents are more closely related to an FBI agent than a police officer. They do undercover operations, stings, they use informants, and so on. Unbeknownst to me, when I transferred to Fish and Wildlife, agents checked up on me with the National Park Service and gained access to that resume. Rather than valuing this experience, they immediately became suspicious and began to create far-flung conspiracy theories in which they believed I was involved in new sagebrush rebellion extremist groups. Apparently, they couldn't believe that someone who trained in the art of war and served in the just redacted where this person served, was now genuinely interested in working with a bunch of tree huggers to protect wolves. The reality is I've always been a nonviolent tree and bunny hugger. It just took me a while to figure it out. It's hard to keep a secret in a town of 800 people. I eventually discovered I was under investigation. When I confronted my supervisor to try to clear things up, law enforcement went ballistic. Maybe they really believed I was extremist. Maybe they were just embarrassed at having been caught. But they were not going to simply admit they were wrong and let me stay at their job. And then... The unknown soldier goes on to talk about intense surveillance, growing to overt harassment. They've done nothing wrong, and so they tried to stick it out through this, uh, this campaign of harassment until an undercover agent stole their dog. And so they went to beat that person up, John Wick style, for stealing their dog. That's me editorializing here. And they were arrested (laughs) for disorderly conduct, and then they had to resign after 11 years of federal service. And this this goes on to say, like, you know, a lot of these things that we're seeing, large-scale efforts like the DOJ's Operation Vigilant Eagle – Uh, This person argues have only demonized and isolated veterans while wasting millions of dollars to make law enforcement appear like they're doing something. We've heard before the veterans get lost, locked out in the cold. But think about this. Uh, Unknown soldier says we lose an average of 20 veterans to suicide every single day. Uh, appreciate the show. I understand why you wanted to discuss this because you invited veterans to comment. I wanted to convey my firsthand experience with the problems associated with cracking down on veterans that the government thinks to be could be dangerous. In my case, I wasn't politically active or on social media making angry comments. Law enforcement still got things wrong. They ended up destroying my career. It makes me regret having ever served my country. Thank you, uh, you know, anonymous. What do you What do you think there? What are your initial reactions? My initial reactions are it's a, it's a, it's a shame it's it's the same as any situation where uh, a few bad apples spoil the bunch. I mean, people don't join military service typically, you know, to do harm to people of other faiths or other religions, they typically do it out of a sense of duty to their country or out of a sense of perhaps necessity for uh, the the rewards that it can give you in terms of scholarships and be able to, perhaps you didn't grow up with as many privileges as um, a lot of folks are lucky enough to have. And then to be targeted in that way because of some people that have thrown in their lot with kind of a more of a racist outlook. Uh, And unfortunately, because of the reputation that some of, as we discussed in the episode, high command has for perhaps um, sharing that attitude. Um, It's, it's unfortunate. I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive, but uh, that's how it feels to me. I see. And I I think that's a really good point, Noam, because one thing that really stood out about this, uh, 
about this communication is that we in the U.S., and maybe in your country as well if you're not in the U.S., we always hear about the great injustices done to veterans after they complete military service, right? Like the um, the Veterans Affairs, the VA, mm-hmm. is is in terrible, terrible shape and has been for years. And that's not, that's not even a ding on the people who are working in the VA. In some ways, it's been kind of crippled by legislation, right? That's, that's very um, limiting to these folks. And then we also see a lack of, uh, a, a lack of maybe counseling, a lack of assistance with, a lack of real assistance, I would say, with job programs, with uh, giving people that kind of second act post-military. Uh, but we don't see a lot of conversations about veterans being discriminated against, at least in uh, the in, in like the mainstream, right? No, the trope is like there have been, you know, depictions in, in literature and cinema. And of course, we've seen it firsthand where folks that are perhaps have experienced trauma in the service uh, come out and they're not equipped to go back into daily routines. And, and they have they have a hard time finding employment because they're triggered by things and they, they you know, have experienced things and uh, traumatic events that have led them to not function the same way that they once did. And there's obviously shades of that. But this added layer of the idea of across the board discrimination based on the actions of, you know, just some, I think is, is, is heartbreaking because it's true. It is, it is difficult. And so many people uh, do join the military just to do good work and to, you know, be part of the solution and not, you know, create more problems, but it's really tough. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to fully wrap your head around this, uh, this problem. You know, I, I'm wondering about this too, because, uh, I'd like to hear from other people who may have had a, a similar experience. Um, we know that we there's a word that stuck out that you used, uh, unknown soldier, which was overzealous, right? Overzealous meaning that maybe with uh, noble or, or uh, genuine intentions, people still go overboard and as a result end up doing more harm than good. Uh, like the, um, oh, that case we've referenced before where an FBI uh, sting operation went wrong because someone joined a mosque and they were so desperate to get a successful sting operation that uh, they they tried to radicalize members of the mosque and they scared the people at the mosque and the people at the mosque called the FBI and said, this person is crazy. We think they're going to blow something up. Here's their name. Help us, please. And then the FBI found out it was an FBI agent. Uh, this this kind of this misapplication, right, of, again, millions of dollars here, it's dangerous because it's a balancing act too like is it uh, a result of people being fearful about this kind of quote-unquote infiltration i would be interested to hear whether something else happened in the context of this like uh like the sagebrush rebellion stuff what exactly is going on there this was uh by the way Maybe they were burned from this, the LEOs, the law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. because Sagebrush Rebellion, which some folks may not have heard of in the audience today, 
happened in the 1970s and 1980s. It was a movement in the U.S. that wanted to change, uh, make fundamental changes to federal land control and use policies in 13 different states where the federal government had uh, owned between 20 to 85 percent of the state's area, which is a lot. That's a lot yeah, for a government to own. For sure. So what what uh, what I think is interesting about this is that our anonymous author here is saying that with the best of intentions and doing everything right until they uh, until they took this person's dog, uh, they're saying that fish and wildlife, with the help of the National Park Service, uh, thought that this person was infiltrating their organization. For some reason. So they're saying they were discriminated against because of their past military experience. And there are a lot of there are a lot of laws against this, uh, against this kind of discrimination. Uh, but again, sometimes these discrimination laws are very difficult to enforce, you know, when the rubber hits the road. So I, I think it's a powerful it's a powerful note here because that kind of uh you know, we haven't verified all the facts of this story, but if this is true, that kind of discrimination is what drives people further and further away from integration into society at a mm. post-military level, you know? Yeah, no, I get it now, Ben. I apologize if I uh, was overstating the case a little bit in my my responses. I think I, I this is a little bit more of a specific type of dis- discrimination. Um, but it does make me think, though, in, in some ways that there is the potential in the same way that, you know, folks are doing this whole ACAB thing when it comes to police and the idea that anyone that wants to become a law enforcement official is in some way has some agenda to, you know, discriminate or to be racist or to be violent in some way. I think uh, it's important that people realize that's not inherently the case, just in the same way that people, you know, there are good police officers and there are obviously really bad ones. Uh, and there are amazing, heroic human beings that give their lives, you know, for this country. And then there are folks that they're not that way as well. It's true of any organization or clique or, or club. And, you know, as we said before, the thing about a lot of these um, militias that, that we, we see mentioned in the news here in the U.S. is that not a ton of them are actual veterans, right? Those for, for say, an extremist uh, supremacist militia – you would want veterans because of that training, but most of those folks are not going to be actual veterans themselves. In in a very real way, they're uh, they're wannabes. Or I learned I learned a word here that I thought everyone would enjoy: cosplayatriots. Oh my gosh, brutal, huh? I didn't write yeah. that. Uh, it's scary though because they're there, you know, and perhaps it is the fear of this sort of stuff that leads members of some government agencies to discriminate against completely innocent veterans. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Well, Ben, what do you say we take a quick break and then come back with another uh, listener message? 
When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs, on-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 24 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we're back for something completely different. Uh, this would I I like this. This is a uh, this is juicy. 
it's juicy. It's a little bit of a mystery, and it gives me the opportunity to explore some terms uh, around a world that I'm uh, still only vaguely familiar with, like, because it's just not something that I participate in. But Bitcoin, we've talked about it. You know what it is. Um, you, you might have bought some on the cheap and now are, you know, worth a mint. Or you might have done like super producer Casey Pegram on uh, Ridiculous History and sold it before it uh, it reached full fruition. So uh, I think that's something that Casey is one of his big regrets. And he talks about it openly, so I'm not throwing him under the bus here. But yeah, um, it's absolutely true. Yeah, Casey and I were, uh, were super close to getting some of this and even... Uh, Pulling the trigger on selling it, but just got got in too early, you know. We still, he and I are still not as not as bad off as that one guy who paid for a pizza in Bitcoin. And, <laughs> exactly. and what at one point, you know, amounted to I think the most expensive pizza in history. Absolutely. Um, so uh, for today's story, we're going to talk about what could either be uh, a really smart move, a really dumb move, or somebody getting absolutely ripped off. Um, the headline from a Vice article uh, by Lorenzo Franceschi Bicciero, uh reads as, as so, and uh, someone just emptied out a Bitcoin wallet with $964 million in it. It's almost a billion dollars in Bitcoin. Um, and this actually came from, of course, it being Listener Mail Day, a listener by the name of Christopher. Uh, and he said, here's a story for you to check out. Also wondering what the process is for converting Bitcoin into cash. So let's get uh, discussing a few interesting terms. But first, my goodness, $964 million. Um, it's See, the thing about Bitcoin, and, and you might be able to uh, add a little more meat onto the bones here, Ben, but you know, it is a, an open thing that people can watch. Like you can pay attention to these like blockchains and see, you know, when the money is being moved around, when the Bitcoin is being moved around. And apparently, and, and there's an address, the address to this particular Bitcoin uh, repository or wallet was uh, 1HQ3GO3GGS8PFNXUHVHRYTPCQ5FGGHHBHX. And this is a known um, a, a known uh, wallet, and it had been watched uh, pretty closely because it was a it had been dormant for a long time, um, and this particular Bitcoin wallet was emptied uh, all of a sudden. And you know, there's there's a lot of theories that are swirling around. This Vice article suggests that okay, it could have been a heist, it could have been just whoever the long inactive user behind this wallet you know was decided there were maybe too many eyes on it, and he wanted to move it to another wallet. Um, there's actually a link in this Vice article to another wallet, um, evidence to the fact that you, this, this blockchain situation is absolutely open to, to anyone that, that knows about it and wants to look into it. Um, and it had particularly been something that was discussed in the cryptocurrency community for a long time, uh, that it was perhaps one of the most valuable Bitcoin addresses in all of existence. Um, and there had been reports of hackers attempting to break into it using brute force attacks to find the password. So, you know, I would say if there was already news that this, this uh, wallet was being attempted to be brute force hacked, Good a reason as any of the owner to, to swoop in and move it. Um, sure. But, you know, I guess no no real reason to. I don't know. What do you think, Ben? Uh, you know, no one can, 
you can't really look up our bank accounts, all public domain information. I mean, I, I don't think so, right? Bank accounts? Yeah, bank accounts. Like your old school Chase or yeah, your my Chase, uh, my my bank account or your it's not, it's not like a list. There's not like a list of all bank accounts, right? Just the owners, oh, yeah. probably somewhere. Um, just to use, I I would say Wachovia, just to use a uh, extinct example, since it's Wells Fargo now, uh, and the name is hilarious. It sounds like a word for a sneeze in a foreign language. Um, yeah, Bitcoin is different because the idea of the coexistence of a degree of transparency with a degree of security or privacy or anonymity is uh, is pretty fascinating. Um, it's also uh, it's tremendously fertile soil for bad actors, right? Like I would pay close attention to maybe state actors or proxies or intelligence agencies that want to use Bitcoin. Or that run Bitcoin, because we have to remember the guy, the, the guy, I say guy, the person who apparently invented Bitcoin has still never been publicly identified. Mm -hmm. So it's sketchy. And while you can see that the money was moved, you don't know who, the, like to your point, Ben, you don't know who the person is and we'll never really know the story until that person comes out and tells the story. Um, and in looking into this, I discovered some terms that I mm -hmm. hadn't really uh, run across before. And, and I've, I've known enough about Bitcoin to, you know, know a handful of things like about the blockchain and about like the Mt. Gox, you know, heist and all of that stuff. But there was a term that came up, the idea of someone who would have held on to this amount of Bitcoin for long enough for it to be worth this much. Um, and, and the term is called hodling. Are you familiar with hodling, Ben? I've heard it before. Uh, why do you use it in a sentence for everyone? Well, uh, that guy did a really good job of hodling his Bitcoin. There we go. Because he uh, essentially is a term that was coined, <laughs> Bitcoined, I guess. Kill me. Um, back in 2013, um, when the price of Bitcoin went from like, I think around 15 bucks in the beginning of that year to over 1100 bucks in just a month's time. And there was this very quick period where there was a talk of possible like Chinese crackdown um, that could have caused a, a, a catastrophe in the in the Bitcoin valuation um, you know, world. And in that time, there was a post on a message board um, from a user by the name of GameKyubi who posted, I am hodling. And this was clearly uh, a kind of a drunk, typo-ridden rant. And I'm going to read it because it's pretty fantastic. I am hodling. I typed that title twice because I knew it was wrong the first time. Still wrong, W-E. Uh... Why am I hold it, holding? He spells it right there. Um, I'll tell you why. It's because I am a bad trader, and I know I'm a bad trader. Yeah, you good traders can spot the highs and the lows, pit, pat, piffy, wing, wong, wang, just like that, and make a million o bucks. Sure, no problem, bro. Uh, you only sell in a bear market if you are a good day trader or an illusioned noob. The people in between hold. In a zero sum, he gets a little more you know cognizant here. Uh, games such as this, traders can only take your money if you sell. 
Um, and this was the typo that launched a thousand ships and hodling became the new term for like holding on to your Bitcoin. And it was like a bunch of memes surrounding it with like movies like 300 and Braveheart as the backdrop. And then of course, Hodor from Game of Thrones, uh, that became a thing. And um, there's a whole philosophy behind it as like a, like a, you know, a strategic way of ensuring like to not, it can be so volatile that it's easy to get spooked, you know, and pull all your, your, your Bitcoin out. Um, But you know, it's the same with stocks. It's not like it's that different, but you know, you don't hodl stocks. So there's that. So have you ever heard the idea that the, uh, that the alphabet soup actually invented Bitcoin? No. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So there's we know that at least part of the protocol was uh is derived from uh the NSA. There's a thing called SHA-256. It's a hashing algorithm. It's a big part of the Bitcoin structure. And it was from the NSA, first published in 2001, which means we don't know when they exactly came up with it. Uh and then there's uh there's the idea that the creator, this is all, you know, speculative stuff, but there's the idea that the uh, the still anonymous creator of it, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's the name they've used, which anybody recalls from our earlier uh, Bitcoin episode. There's the idea that uh, his, that name means central intelligence, if you look at the translation, which is pretty crazy. Uh, because Satoshi means intelligent, or many other things, and Nakamoto means central origin. Uh, and then also, Bitcoin may be compromised according to some WikiLeaks documents released under Vault 7, meaning that it could be a perfect trap to catch people. So, So it sounds like the argument here is that this anonymous person finally cashed out of their Bitcoin after holding, as you said, for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. And they just let it grow. Is that do you know the initial amount they put in? That I do not believe is in here, though I would think you could trace it um with the with the blockchain, but I'm not quite sure how that works. Okay. And then uh we know that a ton of people have tried brute force hacks with that and a ton of people have purported to sell access to that wallet. Uh, But so far, uh, it's still a mystery to me. So in any like black bag or off the books operation, if this thing was truly secure, then intelligence agencies would be all over it. You know what I mean? They'd be all over it like uh, air horns on a mixtape. You know, It, it just, it even looks like the NSA has been figuring out a way to track down and dangerously identify Bitcoin users. That's per uh, that's per the newest Russian resident, Edward Snowden. He just got his uh, Russian residency confirmed. You heard about that, right? Oh no, I didn't. But I did hear that uh, uh, Putin is per- perhaps stepping down because mm-hmm. he was diagnosed with was it like. Parkinson's? Kind of Parkinson's, Parkinson's yeah, yeah, that's the rumor. Uh, that, But that rumor came from the sun, so I would not give it much credence. But yeah, he is. Uh, he might be going gentle into that good night. Uh, who knows? We, he's one of those guys, we don't know how much money that dude actually has. And we, we might not ever know how much. 
We'll pause here and return after a word from our sponsor. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. So tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Hope everyone had a uh, wonderful break. Uh, tell us about your adventures and all the things you did. Uh, we went through a lot. We narrowly escaped and we're continuing the episode. 
So I don't want to divert us because that's some that's some stuff I'm working on for a uh, for a full episode. Uh, I was waiting for more confirmation on whether that Russian bill passes. A little more confirmation about what the heck is going on uh, with Bitcoin and how it's uh, affected by the pandemic. But yeah, right now it sounds like no no official leads on this mystery account worth near a billion dollars, right? No, it it does not uh, seem to be the case. Um, there is another concept called Bitcoin FOMO, which is, you know, kind of folks feeling that they missed out on the whole Bitcoin train because now it's like, you know, so costly per unit that it's almost not worth investing in anymore. I mean, I get uh, crypto. I, I get why cryptocurrency is is interesting because you can use it and it's not traceable in turn you can trace the activity and the movement of it but not the individual associated with it um so that's i see the draw there but bitcoin itself seems to be not something that just you know an upstart can get into um but yeah the the vice article closes with a point of you know with more than 960 million dollars um empty out of that wallet we're pretty sure that nobody involved in this uh, transaction has Bitcoin FOMO. Um, and it's possible that we might never know whether this was a heist, whether the person just relocated their funds, or I don't know. I guess those are the only options, right? Yeah, we don't know. There is definitely a, uh, a mystery in the works here, um, especially that dormancy period. Uh, it, it could just be that... Uh, it could just be that that wallet got too hot, you know what I mean? And they transferred to something uh, less popular, but those those folks will follow you. Nothing worse than a hot wallet, Ben. We all know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay with a toasty one. I've got a I've got a leather wallet. So when it gets hot, it's just it, it's weirdly uncomfortable. I agree. I agree. But uh, this will be one to keep an eye on. But it may be that but we we never find out anymore. But I certainly will, and I hope you all will too. Uh, and I think that's a great place to sew this story up in today's episode of Listener Mail. The shout out as always to Ride or Die Matt Frederick. If you are nearly a Bitcoin billionaire and you would like to tell us a little bit about your story, uh, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. If you are a veteran uh, who has experienced discrimination here in these United States or in your home country, we would like to hear from you. Uh, Make it easy for us to find. Uh, We promise whether you are a veteran or uh, or a Bitcoiner, we are not going to ask you for money, or at least I won't. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on the internet. I mean, uh, Instagram. And you can find us on Twitter. Check out Here's Where It Gets Crazy. Just, uh, you, you'll have a little quiz to get in. All you have to do is uh, say the name of someone associated with the show. Edward Bernays more than qualifies. John Wick is cool, too. Uh, you, you know, or just a pun, something something that makes us, uh, gives us a chuckle these are dark days. Uh, and then you're in and you can hang out with the best part of this show, your fellow listeners. But wait, what if you hate social media? Well, we've got good news for you. You can use a telephone. Give us a call. It can be analog or digital. Uh, doesn't matter to us. Uh, all you got to do is dial 1-833-STDWITK. You will be connected with a facsimile of Ben's voice intoning. Um, you'll know you're in the right place. You know what it sounds like. Uh, leave us a message. Try to keep it between, uh, you know, one and three minutes. Um, and then you might find your voice on this particular segment of the show. I know we haven't been doing a ton of uh, 
voicemails lately, but we've got some really good ones that we're sitting on, and you will hear them very soon. Um, if none of that stuff works for you, you can just get in touch with us the old-fashioned way. Why not? Send us a good old-fashioned email. We are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.